0: Hello everybody and welcome to this week's episode of Magically Cruising, the cruise podcast where we share our personal cruise tips and reviews to help you make the most out of your next sailing. My name's Kira and I'm an independent travel agent specialising in all things cruise, Disney and North America and I'm joined by my fellow co-host.
1: Hi, I'm Sarah and I write over at Cruising for All, cruising with kids and mini travellers.
0: And this week we are once again joined by a very special guest who we love having on the podcast. Laura, would you like to say hello to everyone?
2: Hello, thanks for having me back.
0: Um, I'm Laura, I'm from Cruise Lifestyle. And this week Laura has kindly come on and she's going to share a little bit of information with us about her time when she was sailing on Celebrity Edge. It was, By the time this episode comes out anyway, it was last summer. Um, so you sailed summer, was it summer 23 you sailed? Yes. In June. And do you want to just tell the guys a little bit about which itinerary you did, I guess, as the starting point?
2: Yeah. So we did um, Celebrity Edge uh, in mid June. Um, It was a week and it was from Chibojavecchia to Barcelona. So we did uh, Spain and Italy. Nice. And I think a bit of France. Corsica's France, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, and Cannes is France as well. Yeah. So Spain, Italy, and France. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> it was a while ago oh, <laughs> you do lose the days don't you and you're saying <laughs> wait and was that your first celebrity crew yeah
0: doing that little med loop sorry quickly is is one of my favorite things about it though of having access like barcelona rome italy france you can kind of do a lot of those like three countries on a, on a good circle and so in a seven night sailing you can and it's uh, it's not that they're quite samey, samey, but I do feel like like the Mediterranean ports have got a very similar vibe to them. So sometimes it can be a bit difficult to always kind of go, especially with Corsica as well, to kind of go like, is it the French side of Corsica or is it the Italian side of Corsica? It, it kind of does, it does blur, and we struggled when we did our Med Sailings with Virgin of just kind of like, are we in Spain, France, or Italy today? I'm not a hundred percent sure.
2: Yes. <laughs> Yeah, because you've got the the Italian and French Riviera, okay. haven't you? That they're they're both very close together. So that's that's one good thing is that you can hit quite a few different places in in that week, um, three different countries in a week. So yeah, it is is quite nice, and it's it, those the ports that we did uh, were nice and easy. They were walkable ports. You didn't have to book excursions necessarily. Um, so that made it quite a nice relaxing week. And we just did as much as more li- or as little as we wanted, really. So it was my first Celebrity Cruise, I
1: think, that you were saying. Oh, yeah, Alaska, yeah. Didn't you? Yep, go on. So it was your first. And What was your initial, what was your expectation? What was your initial thoughts? So, uh, funnily enough, Celebrity Edge
2: was the only, was the the ship that I, well, I didn't meet you on it, Sarah, but I met you the night before. Do you yes. remember? We were on that clear yes. conference. And we had a. We had a, a ship tour of Celebrity Edge and literally that was the only celebrity ship that I'd been on. And I was I was impressed, but I kind of then didn't do anything about it. Um, I was kind of a little bit like, oh, I don't know, like the inside spaces are a bit dark and I kind of like left it for a bit. And then when I noticed that the Celebrity Edge was going to be in the Mediterranean, I thought, well, actually now might be a good time to try it. So I was pleasantly surprised. I think I've. I mean, I've said it on social media and things. I think Celebrity could be my next favorite cruise line.
1: Mm. I think it's just got so much going for it, hasn't it? It's like a, a grown-up Royal Caribbean almost. In fact, I Always go back to it, don't I? Sorry, but <laughs> I, that's where <what laughs> no it feels up. How out to far me. we it's take more you more away from Royal? <laughs> I always go back. <laughs> I think
2: being part of that um, that whole brand um with rural Caribbean, the infrastructure yeah. and the way that things are organized are loads better than other cruise lines. Mm. Just think the things are made far simpler. Like yeah. just the embarkation oh. process, getting everything done in advance. It just makes things mm-hmm. so much smoother than, you know, some other cruise lines where it's a it's a hassle, it's a battle, it's there is something to be said about the fact that it has got that sister brand. We're being like with all that set up and just having those systems in place.
0: They've nailed though, like embarkation, disembarkation, and they like having Look- destination gateway as well. So, kind of that um, when you're leaving as well and you go into that lovely lobby lounge area. The fact that something as simple as getting off the ship each day in your port is also an elevated experience. It's not just kind of like go to some back corridor, some elevator at the after the ship type of thing and walk the gangway. There's this whole lovely, airy, you know arrivals and um area that they've kind of set up and i know royal do it as well on some of the oasis class ships and that that just sets the standard i think for kind of your expectations of when you're kind of entering in this lovely lobby area and you're kind of going off for the day to explore it and it's its own little arrivals lounge And i know they use that space during the daytime for like events and pop-ups when they're at sea but i think just small touches like that with royal just mean that it's as you say elevated they do this whole thing so much better than a lot of other cruise lines who have been doing this equally the same amount of time as Royal and Celebrity as well.
2: Yeah, definitely. One thing I noticed um, that we, we, me and Craig both noticed was just firstly, the amount of staff that Mm -hmm. were on board, like they didn't have a staffing issue on Celebrity Edge. And from speaking to crew doesn't seem to be the case across the fleet. They seem to be, you know, um, not struggling to get crew, um, which is always a good thing. But also, just ha- just how friendly they all were. It was like th- like they had the time. That might ha- be because the fact that they are, you know, fully staffed. They've got the time to stop and ask how your day's been and see, you know, what you've been up to or make a suggestion or whatever. But that was something that made a big impact, I think, on our cruise is that the the crew. Yeah. were so nice uh. and so friendly and helpful.
1: So, what cabin did you book? So, we
2: we looked at the infinite veranda, and then we looked at all the reviews, and I was a bit like, mm, "No, not this time." Although it is going to be next time. Um, but so we decided to go for a traditional veranda. So, the one with like the like the porthole type opening. Uh-huh. So it's it's like a normal balcony. But it had it was shaped um, so that I suppose it was slightly obstructed. Um, those are positioned at the back of the ship. or the ones the most the ones that we were in? They were at the back, and unfortunately, we had the window washer machine right outside our oh. um, balcony for most of it because it was where like it was kept. So you could have like you had a great view, kind of like straight out in front, and then towards the front of the ship but was slightly obstructed towards the aft so but it didn't affect it didn't affect us at all and the position of where we were wasn't affected like in terms of like movement on the ship we didn't have any issues in the Mediterranean you don't so um yeah it was nice it was a big cabin
1: what deck were you on I think we're on deck eight right and then could you sit on the balcony and you know if you were sat on the chair have you still got a view or have you got you know what I mean, don't you? Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> so, yeah. You still had a view, right? Yeah, because of it being a porthole. Yeah, no, yeah. no, yeah. We, we, you could still look out. You can still sit out and look out. And um, we were kind of we looked when you looked down, you could see um, the outside area of Eden. All oh, right, but we were on the opposite side to the smoking area. Oh, that's
0: good. Yeah. So
2: uh, outside Eden, outside Eden at the back. Um, on port side is the smoking area. We were on starboard side, so
0: right. So where the little cafe? I forgot cafe. I think it's just literally cafe eden isn't it? It's where the cafe area yeah. is on the side. So just above that. Yeah,
2: yeah. We were directly above that, a few oh. decks up. Right.
0: Yeah. Lucky side of the ship, because as you say, yeah, the other side is the smoking sure. area. So yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I've never thought of that. We've always yeah, we were been lucky. We were lucky because we found out about that afterwards.
0: Right. It's a small bugbear of mine when, like, cruise ships for smoking areas low down, because then, as you say, it has a higher chance of the smoke being able to travel up the ship, particularly if you're a balcony user as well. So it is an a odd choice. I get why they do it, because then, obviously, if you are enjoying eating in the evenings, it's the nearest place to go out and smoke, type of thing, other than other overnight, you've got to go up and up to the top deck and that type of thing. So I get from a convenience if you are a smoker. But yeah, if you're a cabin, a balcony... And I guess during the daytime, maybe people aren't using Eden as much because it's more of a relaxing, quiet space. So probably during the evenings, you'd probably get a lot of people out there smoking yeah. if they're drinking. But it is. It's always a choice on a few cruise lines where they put smoking areas towards the back of the ship and kind of low down. It always... Yeah, it's a choice, <laughs> in my opinion.
2: Yeah, definitely. Like I said, we didn't know about that until after we've booked it. So we were just lucky that we'd... There was a... I mean, I don't think. I think when we booked it, there wasn't that many choices of cabin left, so it was was what was left, um, and all of those types of cabins were at the back anyway. So um, that was that was just luck that we ended up on that side <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> more than more than judgment. And what about the cabin itself? Cabin was really nice. Um, I would say that the, I mean, uh, and I would say it, it, when you were talking about comparing it to Royal. The the balcony cabin was a similar size to the balcony cabin that we had on Spectrum of the Seas. It was a good size. There was a you know a room for a settee as well. I mean, on other cruise lines, that would be a mini suite. So, I mean, the standard balcony size is is uh, is good. Bathroom was really nice, plenty of space. The only thing, really, I suppose, there was a couple of things. The the I mean, we were there for a week, so we didn't have loads of clothes um storage was probably a little bit tight but we managed really? it and then the other thing i don't know what you've thought about um those boxes with the plugs
0: the power boxes supposed to be like, <laughs> yeah yeah
2: The way you're supposed to put like plug all your things in and then close the box and it's all neat and tidy yeah but they it was kind of a bit of a weird one because you can't re- you can't fit a plug in there
0: No, I don't think it's designed for British plugs because I couldn't plug a single thing in. Like, And I'm a bit of a geek, so I take my Nintendo Switch, I've got my iPad, my laptop. Not a single one of my plugs would comfortably fit in that box and be able to close the lid. Um, I think if you've got like maybe American plug sockets and you've got um, European ones, Uh, possibly. But definitely, I don't think I, I was able to plug in a single plug other than my phone charger. And again it depends we're obviously travel you know i'm a travel agent you guys are travel writers bloggers vloggers we're taking probably a lot more equipment and AV and technical stuff than maybe the typical customer who will probably take like an e-reader tablet mobile phone I, i'm guessing um but yeah it, it looks lovely and it's a great concept but i don't think it's it doesn't suit everyone does it it's a bit of an odd shape for sticking in no, uk blogs.
2: when i was like when I was looking at um, the, the cabins before, like when, when we were trying to decide which cabin we had, and these they kept saying about these boxes, about these like, oh, they're so wonderful, and then, <laughs> and then we <laughs> got it. And we're like, oh. <laughs> can only fit like two plugs in because you have to yeah. then leave a huge space in between to fit the plugs in so there is isn't there like other official like, yeah.
0: cabin tours it's like a good minute talking about kelly hopper and how she's designed this box and i would love for you <laughs> so you Here get really excited box. like oh it's the famous box <laughs> where
1: is it and how how big is it what uh, help me envisage it it's on the desk
2: right. so um it's kind of at the back of the desk it's a white box um, with a lid and inside when you lift it up there's um, a a bank of uh, plug sockets so that you can plug them in and then there's like little holes in the box that you feed your wires through so the idea is is that you plug it in you feed your wire through and then literally you can just have your wire hanging out of the box and plug your device in right but it just it was it for UK like here and said UK plugs, yeah. it, it, it didn't fit as many as
1: it's up Hopper, not British.
0: Yeah, it's, it's only ever really designed for mobile phones and things like that. But if you're trying to do a laptop and you're plugging in a laptop with a big power brick, right? That, yeah. like, particularly with a Mac, where the Mac power brick is so chunky, cool. that my, my one and I've got a MacBook Pro, so my power brick is about as big as they come. I cannot physically fit mine into the box, basically. Right. So, again, it's a niche work case problem if my mobile phone charger wasn't that much of a problem but it's the again again this is such a nerdy topic like why are we like this on this podcast but like <laughs> when you've got british plugs because our cables don't go straight up all the time they go out to the side so again when you're putting the plugs in the cable then gets stuck on the side of the box type of thing so it's just right. it's a bit cumbersome type of thing i think the the concept's wonderful and it looks lovely if you could fit everything in it, it keeps your desk nice and neat but it's just not fit for the typical british plug particularly like power right. bricks and things like that for laptop
2: i think it's little things of me because when i was on the podcast last time i was talking to you about toilet doors that oh opened God on God. the rain, and that was the, like one of the best features this so, is the content
1: i'm still with that <laughs> i love those toilet <laughs> doors <laughs> <laughs> and shower doors rather than curtains. Shower door or curtains. It was just yeah. quickly,
0: though, while I edited out a 20-minute conversation we had about gators in Florida and Miami. We, we literally had oh. a 20-minute conversation about gators. <laughs> And I was like, no, i can because- leave it in. And then I realised it's about 20 minutes long and it's not its not in the episode of the end. But yeah, tangents is, is our specialty here.
2: Yeah. Yeah, so overall, the cabin was really nice. So, Laura, what were your thoughts on the ship? I really liked Celebrity Edge. Uh, I think, it, well, it's not the biggest ship. Having been on Arvia, the previous cruise to this, that was like 5,000. This was like pretty much half the size. Um, I think I prefer this size of ship. Um, yeah. and also the fact that there was plenty of space. So there was there's loads of space. Nowhere ever felt crowded. Um there was there was just there was just never any like bottlenecks, there was never anything that I felt like, oh my god, there's all these people, you know. Yeah. It, it didn't ever feel busy. And I really liked that about it. It was always somewhere around the pool. Um, there was always somewhere you could sit at a bar you know they just felt like there was less people
1: on board the ship itself is beautiful I was like we should cruising should be because I think it's getting busier and busier isn't it so the fact that there's you've got space to sit I think that's a real plus
2: yeah and not just like oh there's one seat left either there's like there was a choice of places, you know, it was it was that type of thing. There seemed just, it just seemed to be no hassle, like everything ran smoothly. There was, yeah, it just seemed easy. Like if you wanted to go and eat somewhere, you just went to the restaurant that you wanted to eat at. You didn't have to book on an app or anything in advance. You know, if you wanted something in particular, they would you know, sort it out. We had an issue with our... Um, the time we were going to disembark on the last day I went down to customer services yeah no problem we'll sort it like there was nothing that ever seemed to be an issue which made you feel like you could relax a lot more I think that's probably the feeling that I got from it
0: that's amazing it's something they pride themselves on it's because it's like for the size of the ship that she is the guest to crew ratio and the guest to space ratio is incredibly high as well so Other ships of the same size will have more guests on it and probably a a less crew type of thing. So you get an abundance of space per passenger, I think, with Celebrity, especially the Edge series of ships. Um, but then as you say that as well the variety of spaces as well so even though you've got the pool deck if you're not somebody who wants to sit by the pool you've got Eden you've got the outdoor space by Eden you've obviously got the loose promenade area you've got the rooftop garden you've got the sunset bar there's loads of spaces for you to spread out to sit in the sun rather than it being the pool is the outdoor area that's the only place if you want to sit in the sun mm. there's an abundance yeah. of space to kind of go and for us Eden was one of our favorite spaces to kind of just sit and look at the after the ship so we still have that beautiful connection to the outside we could sit inside but still look outside type of thing we never felt like we were in the dark of the ship type of thing where some ships their lounges you could feel a little bit like you're in a dark cave somewhere um I think you've just got an abundance of choice whether you want to dine snack relax lounge wind up wind down there's so many places to kind of just go and find a little quiet corner or go find a little bit of activity. I think Celebrity do a great job of creating multiple spaces for everyone just to kind of spread out and move around.
2: We gravitated um, to certain places during the cruise. I mean, we were only on there for a week. So, you know, we weren't on there for a massive amount of time. But we would gravitate towards the Sunset Bar, kind of like mid to late afternoon onwards. Having a drink there was really, really nice. You know, just sat on those comfy seats looking out. At either the wake or the port, whatever. Um, and like you said, Eden as well. We really like that. In the evenings, we would go to Eden. We did go to Eden for sail away on one of the uh, uh, one of the ports, and it was really quiet. There's like it's as if the people don't realise that there's those outward facing seats at the back, and so we would just sat there. They and- are a
0: bit of a hidden gem, in they.
2: Yeah. So we really li- we like those two spaces in particular. The rooftop garden was nice. It was quite hot on our cruise, so to sit out up there for long periods of time was a bit tricky, but they did have a Latin dance party one evening. I don't know if that's a celebrity thing or whether that was because we were in the med. I don't know, but I really liked that, and we went up there for that in the evening, one evening, and, um, yeah, I just liked it. I liked the vibe. I'd like to try more celebrity, probably, based on my experience. A lot of people like the other classes, So I wouldn't be opposed to trying different classes of celebrity ships. A lot of people have particular favorite, but I do like the the edge and hoping that maybe when I go on ascent next year, that, you know, there'll be, it'll be all those things that they've kind of honed and changed and improved from all the other edge class ships on ascent. So we shall see.
1: So, when you sailed, was it in term time or was it out of term time or the holidays? It was in term time. So, it, right. was, it, was, mid, it was mid-June.
2: Right. So, it was a bit quiet. So, um, there was, in terms of passengers, yeah, in terms of passengers, there was um, definitely some British because we spoke to um, quite a few. There was people from the US and there seemed to be quite a few Spanish on board as well. So I'd say nationality-wise, those were the ones of, of people that we spoke to. Um, those were where people were coming from for those cruises.
1: And I think that's the best ones where you've got a really good mix of nationalities. I much, much prefer it than just a big chunk of the same. I think that cross-section is just interesting, more chilled. I really enjoy that. I like it. We we, we like it. Yeah. It's going out of Barcelona, isn't it? It's, um, it's just got a massive bonus to it to, to do that. Oh did you go out of Barcelona on this one?
2: No, we went out of Civitavecchia uh, oh, right. and I oh, think yeah. probably that is also a draw for people coming from the US.
1: Yes, yeah.
2: So if people are coming from the US, they can fly in and they can um see Rome beforehand which is is a popular option, isn't it? So that's possibly why as well that there was there was quite a few we we met. So we we were in Rome for 3 4 days before the cruise and then we took a, a shared shuttle like a minibus to the port and we um shared it with a couple from england and then a young couple from the u.s and this that was they hadn't just got married but they they were classing it as their honeymoon
0: nice so
1: So how did you do that then was it, it was um just independently so what through like a facebook group or how did you meet them to book that we didn't meet them beforehand, and
2: we didn't know who would be on our shuttle. So, oh, right, we've done it both times. We've stayed in Rome. We then have had to get to the port, and so we've just found a, a, a company that do it, and they will sell seats on a shuttle. Um, so, there's usually about six people, six to eight people, and and everyone pays x amount. It's a oh. lot cheaper than a taxi. You have got the yeah. option of a train, mm. but we were it's quite a
0: long way the winner because it goes out and around and about doesn't it
2: we were unsure about how we would how easy it would be to get from the train station in to the port and how much of yeah. a hassle it would be uh-huh. and actually the shuttle isn't a bad price so for them to pick you up literally from your outside your hotel and take you straight to the terminal it seemed like a good idea then it's always worked for us I
0: found a really good company that do something like that they they pick you up and you do the shared shuttle tr- shuttle transfer but they also post cruise as well if you're staying in Rome or maybe you wanted if you've got like an evening flight they will actually hold on your suitcases for you and take them to the airport I'm desperately trying to get a contract with them so we can add them onto our packages but they were the cheapest by far that I could find out of anybody so anybody who's booked with me to go to Rome next year I've recommended them. But there are some great suppliers out there, but yeah, it does feel like getting from Rome to um, Giuseppe, the port feels like there's a few challenges because there's not many main, as from the research I was doing for customers anyway, there's not many kind of main transport routes to get you back and forth. You're either looking at shuttle transfers or a bit of a trek to kind of do it on public transport from what I was looking into it for anyway.
1: Well, I think ours cost €280 Euros return because we booked a private one, but obviously there was four of us. But I mean, what does that compare to the shuttle? So we paid I mean we only
2: paid one way because we um we were cruising from Chivecchia and then we were cru- when then we were disembarking in Barcelona. So we didn't do the return, but for the single journey, I think it was about between seventy and eighty euros per
1: out. couple. Right. Oh yes, yeah, so that's probably similar then, is it? It's hundred and sixty to fact, a little bit. Deeper. It sounds like it's probably gonna be similar. It
0: is, but it's one of those in there private probably- because there was four of you, your transfer went further, isn't it? but And yeah. if there's just the two of you taking a private transfer, then you're yeah. paying the 200 euro yeah. for the two of you. So Do you know what, though?
1: It was worth every penny because Jack and Joe on a yeah. train with suitcases would have made my life a misery. And I'm just, I'm just not doing it. It would have been so miserable. <laughs> so-
2: Termini Station in Rome as well. It doesn't feel like a safe place either. Does it not? Like... Really? It just doesn't feel like you want to be hanging around there too long. It feels like you don't want to not know where you're going because you could, you know, if you're dawdling and not sure where you're going and stuff like that, you're like prime for pickpockets and things like that. So we didn't decide to do Terminated to for that reason because, well, because A, we thought it was probably going to be quite a lot of hassle with suitcases, getting on and off and then getting from yeah. the train station to the port, but also us really not knowing where we are and it being such a huge Mastiff. train station. it's I, I mean, we went in to get some tickets
1: one day and it is it, huge and we didn't see hardly any of it. we When we were there, we were with Donna and Darren and the kids were all little and we'd done the day trip and just got on the train. So it was nothing to go on the train, walked up, got it, got back in. We were stopping in Rome. But I remember when we was in the actual thing. You think it reminded me a bit of the Bronx train station, you know, like the the underground in America. That's what it reminded me of. It was, and it's massive, and we nearly missed our train because it took us 10 minutes to get in the train station to our train back to, to Chiavaccia. So you've got to be really organized with it. But, yeah, we thought, I'm not doing that with Jack and Joe. There's no way. So it's worth the shuttle. No, probably best. Yeah. Just easy. yeah. 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 I'd recommend it.
2: Definitely. It's just, it's just easy. Yeah. You know, it, it, it takes you straight well,
1: there. Specialty dining. Cause I know that you like that. Did you do any on this ship? We did. We
2: So, we only had a week. So, I was just trying to work out how I could fit things in. So, there are...
0: <laughs> There's a lot of speciality restaurants as well. And we kept finding new ones as well as we were walking around the ship. But I was like, oh, it's another one. <laughs>
2: so, my plan was is I wanted to eat in um, each of the four main dining rooms. We managed three out of the four. Um, but those in themselves, because they've got like a separate little menu Uh that is only available in that menu. So, like, the Cyprus one has got Mediterranean dishes, isn't it, that's only available from that menu. So, they kind of almost felt like mini specialty dining restaurants, Mm -hmm. kind of. Um, And so, we ate in three of those. um, And then we did, I think on the second night, we did Le Petit Chef.
0: Nice.
2: And then we did, later on in the cruise, we did... Eden mm.
0: two places I want to do and we never got the chance to do so
2: what are your thoughts on them ah so Le Petit Chef everyone says it's like a bit it was a bit they said that everyone beforehand was saying oh it's a bit gimmicky and I was like well I'm gonna go for the experience like it mm. looks really cool and and it is it I mean the table just like comes to life and it's everyone kind of watches it all at the same time it's it's projected down onto your table but the quality and the colors are all really good. And and then at the end of the animation, your first dish arrives. And I was kind of going on the idea that, well, probably the main, the best thing about it is going to be the animation. And like the food is going to be okay, but it's probably going to be like second to the animation. But I was really surprised in that the food, I was surprised that the, how good the food was because I thought oh, actually it, it's more about the experience and the food but I think they were on par I think the, the food was really really good so from what I'm from what I gather there's two menus so you could in effect right. do it twice on a cruise or you could do like one menu on one cruise and then you could choose the other so there's there's it's a set menu um but there's two different kind of animations depending on the the menu so you could in fact do it a couple of times if you wanted but really really clever we like that and there, was some, there were families in there but then
1: equally there were just people who like yeah. us yeah, that uh... were, were adults who wanted to, to see it as well. And what is the animation because I've had it explained to me a bit but just tell me the story is it because is there a story behind it? So in the run up to each dish
2: it, it kind of talked the, the, the little chef the the, the, the petit chef I I I'm trying to think there was stuff about like the jungle and he was like canoeing through the jungle and it was something to do with where the produce was from um for the dishes that he was making and he kind of puts it all together on the on the plate that is projected down and then all the ingredients come together and that's when you're served your your dish. So the animation relates to the dishes right. that you're given and kind of like the prov- provenance of them. And then he's just he sings and Aww. does all sorts of different things.
1: That's quite quite funny.
2: So yeah, I would say definitely so if you want to do it
1: at least do it once. And what about Eden? What was your thoughts on Eden? And what's what sort of restaurant is that? What's that based about? So Eden is um with the Eden restaurant is
2: is within Eden at the back of the ship you've got these huge great windows the there's two menus that you can choose from so there's like a tasting menu which is a ridiculous amount of um courses or there's like um just your standard menu where you can where you can pick um what you want off that so we couldn't eat like nine courses or whatever it was so we went for um just picked what we wanted Considering everyone said how you have to do Eden, maybe I built it up to be more than it was. I don't know. Really? Yeah.
0: Because I'm trying to work out where it fits in like the hierarchy of dining. Is it the top tier? Because the way that it's sold to us, at least to say t- to, t- to customers, it is like the the kind of um, high-end, high-end I guess, but the top-level experiential dining thing and the feuds really high-end and, and high-concept type of thing. Um, but then... I guess it's all a matter of perspective, isn't it, really, of what you enjoy. You can go to, like, the, the grill, the place that's by the, the, the rooftop garden, and you can have a really amazing gourmet burger, and that could be your dream meal type of thing. So it's, I guess it's very subjective, isn't it, whether you like that kind of concept of food.
2: It is. Food definitely is. Um, it, was, it was all nicely presented. I will say that, is that it all looked lovely when it arrived on the plate. We... Um, there was a bit of a weird situation as well in that we were we when we booked the table we'd booked it for just after sail away, and when we got there they we were lucky enough that they'd allocated us a, a table right next to the window, nice. so we had like the wake view and we were just leaving. I think we were leaving Cannes maybe, and um and we were le- like just looking out the window, then all of a sudden the blinds come down and we're like oh my. <laughs> goodness like we've got a window seat finally <laughs> they pulled the blinds down and apparently someone behind the light the light was in his eye
0: Night. so um
2: we had the blind down for a little bit and then when the sun kind of moved or we moved they brought the the blinds up again so we had we had a lovely view but yeah <laughs> i was a bit gutted at that point i was thinking oh i was so looking i was i was, I was having a lovely time
1: looking out and now you pulled the blind down it's like, can't you wear sunglasses?
0: Um <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's in a display kitchen. Um so we saw the food kind of cooked the chef, you can see the chefs preparing the food, isn't it? It's one of those you can see the before there's like theatre food as well as yeah. obviously high good food.
2: You can look in and you can see them kind of working in the kitchen. Yeah, definitely. It's a quite a big venue. And the other thing that you've got is because it's Eden is split level, you've got um some of like the music coming over from the the lounge area a bit and when we were there there was a, a acoustic guitarist and a singer so that was quite nice you had a bit of that coming through so there was a bit of an atmosphere as well so but yeah maybe i just built it up to be more than it was it was nice and i would possibly go again there's others that i would like to try now i think
0: Raw on 5 was the one that I had my heart set on doing on board Celebrity, and particularly on the Magic Carpet as well, when that's kind of at that, the, the right height for Raw on 5. I just don't trust myself with an a la carte menu and speciality dining, especially sushi, because I don't know when to say no, especially with sushi. So I think I would have come off with a mortgage worth of sushi type of thing, but they have some fantastic speciality on board.
2: You have to eat a lot of sushi as well to fill yourself up.
0: Yeah, and I don't struggle with doing that. That's the problem. And I'm all very merry, glass and wine deep, like, yeah, bring it on. Let have another one. Oh, who fancies more? And then you get the bill and you're like <laughs> no, no. <laughs> And I can't dine a dash of a cruise ship, can you? Not that I've ever done it for the record, but you can dine a dash of a cruise ship, type of thing. So
2: <laughs> we had booked um lunch on for raw on five one day but um craig was feeling under the weather and so actually eating sushi probably wasn't the best idea when when that's the case so they were really good i popped her down i said oh sorry we're gonna have to cancel and they said yeah no problem not not problem at all it was you know it was again it was just those things where it, it wasn't like a battle like i explained and they said yes not a problem um but yeah that was one that i i quite fancy trying all the the sushi and the the seafood because that's something I really enjoy.
0: Um, just a question then on the packages you had as well because did you book it with the all included? Because it was obviously it was different back then as well. And then that's the first question. And then the second question is, is uh, did you keep to the standard all included or did you upgrade to the premium version?
2: So we had the all all in, what's it called always included. included or all included? Yeah, all included. We had the all included package. Um, we were tempted when we first got on to upgrade but then actually we decided just to stick with what we had and one thing that we struggled was finding kind of a list of drinks that were yep. on the standard classic yep. package um, but what was good is that if there was ever a drink that we wanted say a cocktail the bartender or the wait staff would notice that we were on the standard and say oh you're on the standard we will do this like the classic version of that drink so although we didn't really have a list or a menu of drinks that we could like go through and choose whatever we wanted like we'd say oh that looks quite nice what's that um, if someone n- nearby is drinking, they 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 would give us the the classic version, so that it stayed within our package, which I thought was really
0: yeah. really nice. I'm glad you said it because that was my observation as well when we did it. Of I got initially frustrated because you open up this beautiful martini menu type of thing, and there's not a single men- martini in the martini bar menu choice that fits within the classic package. <laughs> but as you say, if you then just speak to the waiters and say, "I fancy this," or "What can you do with this?" then they're very accommodating at that point. But it is a bit of a weird experience, isn't it? And I did get a little bit frustrated at one point of like, I just like to peruse a venue. I'd like to be excited by my drinks. And yeah, I noticed that with every yeah. venue, Eden, Sunset Bar, uh, Martini mm-hmm. Bar, every venue, there's not a list of, oh, you're in the classic pack, or you're the standard all included. These are all the, within your price bracket. And I know you can just pay separately and all that type of stuff, but it was a matter of principle of it's just a bit of a weird frustration i had but it's just something I to be aware yeah. of with um celebrity that yeah you're not going to get the standard like msc and royal well royal don't have it but so msc for example will have these are the easy plus drinks these are the easy drinks and these are the premium drinks and you've got three different menus there's none of that on celebrity it's if you don't use either a la carte or upgrades if you want to shop from the menus
2: yeah very very few menus around mm. like even just like you just had to rely really on what you've liked previously or like like i said before seeing what other people are drinking and asking oh what's that and saying you know can i have one of those one thing that they did do um a few days when we were sat around the pool in the afternoon is that they would make up um a tray of a one particular cocktail okay and they would go around and say would would you like this it's a whatever a something something mojito or watermelon mojito or something and they would just make a huge tray of it and it was included in the standard package so you knew that you could say yes I'll have one and it was just ones that they they kind of brought around and and it was just it was it was different to what maybe we'd had during that day it was like a different cocktail so that was quite nice.
0: I didn't struggle to get drunk like I, I think I didn't struggle to get drunk and I drunk very <laughs> well and it's all premium spirits, so I'm not knocking The offering, but it's just one of those weird observations I made when you sat down the martini bar going, oh, let's have a martini, and every single one of them is priced above the standard package.
2: Is that the case on all celebrity ships then?
0: I've only been on, I've only sailed at least anywhere on Apex. I haven't been on any of the other classes of ships, but I would imagine it would probably be similar. Like you say, they can adapt it totally. If you ask for a martini or if you ask for a Cosmo, they will make you one. So it's just that initial, I think, understanding that that's how it works concept really. It's not that you can't have any cocktails, it's not like there are no cocktails available to you, it's just the menu doesn't list cocktails that are in the classic package, you do have to ask for them.
1: Is it not all by price though? Because when I was on it was by price.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's what I mean, like the price that they list, every cocktail is priced above the standard price for what's included.
1: Yeah, but I think because I drink wine probably I notice it less, I don't really have many cocktails, but... At the Martini Bar, I'd, I'd, I'd just pay the extra $2 if I wanted that cocktail and they just added that $2 on. Can you still do that? Yes. So
2: I think, yeah, so that happened to us um, on the first day when we um, got on and we made our way towards the Sunset Bar. And I think maybe one, like the first one or two drinks that we had, um, we had the premium versions of it not and not realising. So we had like $2 $4 on our account and that was just from that first day but as soon as the staff the crew knew that we were on the um the classic drinks package they were really good
1: and they just adapted it so that there wasn't that charge yeah because I think the only time I would have drunk cocktails is at the pool which your pina coladas always included aren't they and your, your classic cocktails and then at the martini bar where I just paid extra because I just I don't think that was a thing that they would give you that version when I went on but being a wine drinker, obviously that's always in the package.
0: No, it was ours ours was a unique one because obviously we were on a four day we were only on for the first four days of an eleven night sailing. So we didn't want to pay to upgrade the drinks package for the whole duration because we wouldn't have benefited. Um so ours is a bit of a unique use case. And me and Phil our cocktail snobs. We not snobs. But we love cocktails. So I think we would probably, if we were on for a full sailing, pay to upgrade it just because we would love to be able to explore and dine around all the different cocktails. So ours is a bit of a unique frustration for right? so us, just all these wonderful cocktails. And you're just kind of looking at it and going, damn it. Um, but no, I, I you know, we, I got very drunk. Celebrity <laughs> so and had a hangover for a good two days. <laughs> so I did well by the experience. Don't get me wrong.
2: Oh my goodness, that is <laughs> isn't big <like> hangover. <laughs> I tell you what, if you like cocktails, then Kieran, the cocktail menu in the Eden Restaurant was very different, yes. high end. You know, you're talking like I don't know, twenty odd dollars for a cocktail.
0: Yeah, that's me and Phil. We'd be there all night. Well, we did. We spent a lot of it time. Comes
2: in a plant pot.
0: Yeah, that's my cup of tea. <laughs> <Leave that. laughs> But yeah, we 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 determined to get back on Celebrity soon, um, and I think then we'll probably indulge a lot more in it because it'll be a proper sailing. Whereas this was a training conference, and again, l- luxury bit ability. A a conference on a cruise ship, um, but we just didn't want to upgrade our drinks package because we wouldn't have benefited for the time we were on board. Um, one question I've got then is, what do you think of the entertainment on board Celebrity?
2: So entertainment-wise most of the time the only entertainment we really saw was in the theater. There was like I said there was some some music, some live music in Eden, but it was, you know, someone singing, someone playing a guitar. Um there wasn't the like like the performances and the Eden performers. We didn't see any of that. I don't know if it was on our sailing or whether we just missed it. But the, the theatre, I like the design of the theatre because it's almost it's almost in the round, isn't it? It's like a horseshoe shape. They've got the big, huge screens that are incorporated into the performances um, as a spectacle, and we really like that. Um we didn't really follow. We watched a two, three shows. We didn't really follow what was happening. There was some pretty <laughs> lights, and then there were some people dangling from silks and things, which were quite impressive. One thing that was um, quite funny to watch was there was um, there was just like a constant stream of people coming in and out of the theatre. Really? It, it was it was something where people would um, kind of come in, they'd they'd watch it for a bit, and maybe they'd then leave or there would be people them, that were just coming in throughout like the whole performance, even like 10 minutes before the end, there was people still coming in, finding a seat and sitting down. So uh, that was, that was strange. That's something that I haven't experienced as much on other cruise lines. Um, there was one show we did stay and watch for a little bit. That was, um, it was kind of a game show, but with some of the, the crew on board, so there was the captain, um the cruise director and it was kind of um like a a version of would i lie to you you know the um the tv show so i think people generally quite enjoyed that we watched it for a bit and then wandered off so we were one of those we were some of those people that then wandered off as well i quite liked the theater it was a good size wherever you sat you could see
0: yeah 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 yeah.
2: that was that was good you know, you weren't, it was, it was tiered enough. We, we sat on both levels. We sat on the, on the ground on the first time, and then we sat higher up on the second just to see what the difference was. And, but other than that, and statement around the ship was very, very subtle. There wasn't anything that was majorly in your face. Um, you've got the martini bar performance. Did you watch the chandelier um, show with like,
0: and the flaring?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So we, we caught that one night, which was, which was good fun. Um, But yeah, no, didn't get to see any of the Eden performers, which um, was a bit of a shame. That might just been our timing.
0: I slept through it because I wasn't hungover. Um, So Phil watched it, the Eden show on Apex, least anyway. So I'm assuming it's a similar concept, but he explained it. It's very much like a cabaret-esque show. And they obviously changed the theme, don't they? So he said it was around the seasons um so they went through the different seasons and they had like musical performers they had um, singers and they had aerial acts doing different things throughout it so he said it was more like a kind of cabaret style rather than a full-on production number but he said like the quality of the performers and you know they say are from royal as well don't you the quality of the entertainment the acts they get on board you can't beat them in the industry like whether you enjoy the concept shows and I do think Celebrity is a little bit more high concept than maybe Royal, where Royal is a bit more kind of entry level. You can understand a story and there's a bit more kind of, you know, to and flow and a bit more of a like middle, beginning, middle and end. Celebrity is more spectacle and wonder. And it's a little bit kind of um, high thinking theatre is how I kind of look at the show I saw, at least anyway, on Celebrity. Wonderful. Thoroughly loved it. That's probably
2: why I didn't get it.
0: But yeah, I was sat there a little bit, kind of go in. I think I'd be paying a lot of money to go watch this in a very nice opera house somewhere. <laughs> it's I uh, looked at it type of thing.
1: So we've only touched briefly on your cruise ports. So which cruise ports did you stop at? So we went to Corsica. We were there on a Sunday. So that probably
2: wasn't the best day to go, but that was just what it was. We had a wander around. The market was open. Um, we That was our first day. So we didn't have a sea day the first day that our first day was Corsica. So um, we had a bit of a lazy day and we had a look around, but because it was a Sunday, there wasn't much open. Um, then we went to Portofino. That was our first tender port. And that worked really, really well. I would say that like you were saying about the destination gateway, we just, when we, we, we were always going to plan to go early anyway, because these small ports like Portofino get very busy very quickly because, You know, the ferries come and the cruise ships come and then it it fills up. So we always were planning to go early anyway, but we literally wandered up to Raw on five. We collected a tender ticket. Then they, you know, the announcements over the tannoy were saying, you know, now is a quiet time. If you want to go, go now. Um, So we literally just walked straight through and onto a a tender and and had no issues at all. Portofino is lovely. I went probably about 30 years ago when I was a child. Um, so we had a, a nice wander around, looked at all the fancy mega yachts and all the fancy shops that are in Portofino and stopped and had a coffee and uh, and got back on again. So, yeah, just a nice place, isn't it? All the pretty um, coloured houses and and buildings. It's it's a pretty pretty place to go. Oh, we had a gelato as well. That was our spending done for the day. An orange juice and a gelato in Portofino.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently, though, Celebrity Edge series ships have the most expensive lifeboats in the mainstream cruise category. They're apparently about a million dollars each, each lifeboat, so that's what they use for the tendering. <laughs> but they're meant to be gorgeous.
2: The seats are, like, plush, like, proper, nice, comfy.
0: That's a nerd fact that I know. <laughs>
2: it was funny because the crossing back from Portofino to the ship um, i think just the the angle that the that they were coming back to the ship on meant that at one point we were going like down and oh. up and down and up and it and <laughs> got to the stage where like there was a little hatch open um in the roof and the pilot went down and up and literally all this water just came in through the hatch Cut. and soaked him and then soaked everyone Hello. in
1: like the fr-
0: front oh row my
2: goodness. but that was quite funny we went there, so it was
0: funny. We had that in Santorini as well, and I'm usually a pretty good sailor. and I'm like, yeah, no, I'm fine, but even I was a bit like, grab hold of everything <laughs> you can. This is a little bit too <laughs> rough for my tastes.
2: Yeah, yeah. With the other port we did was Can. Again, it was it was a bit choppy, but then you're in a little little boat, aren't you? So you're going to feel it a bit more. Um, that was quite interesting. We um, we kind of had a wander around the old town. First of all, um, I found a, a market, um, and tried some food there. Um, they were all like wanting you to try all the different olives and things like that. So <laughs> we had free lunch at the market <laughs> and then we wandered through the shopping area and stopped and had, um, a really expensive lemonade.
0: <laughs> That's you too.
2: It was a fancy lemonade. There was mint and crushed ice and all that, um, which is very nice. And we did a bit of people watching there because it was kind of in a square and there was some kind of festival. I'm, I'm I'm assuming probably most weeks there's some kind of film or media festival in Cannes, not just the one big one every year. So there was lots of people walking around with like lanyards looking very important on their phones. So we watched them for a little bit and then we went down to the festival hall, saw the, the famous film festival steps. And um, and then wandered back, looking at all the the yachts, because we we like watching below deck. I don't know about you, but we like below deck. So we were looking at all these yachts and uh, and uh, and looking at all of the people that were on them. <laughs> and then and then we got back on and um and had lunch and had a like a lazy afternoon then, which was quite nice because I think people, you know, if you're coming from the US, you're going to make the most of these ports. So actually the ship, I mean, like yes, I said before, yeah. it wasn't a busy ship anyway, uh, but, you know, having that af- those afternoons on the ship was quite nice.
0: One, it's, it's actually a really good observation to make, actually, that obviously for Americans, this is their bucket list holiday. So they're coming over and they want to make the most out of their time in Europe. Whereas for us, we're very fortunate that we live quite close. So, you know, I've sailed the Med now. I've done it three times last year type of thing. And I've done two times the year before. It's not that we're ungrateful, but it's just, it's a great opportunity of if you've been, like I kind of said, and it sounds like I've been snobbish, it's not, but there's only so many times you can go around a Mediterranean port and shop because, you know, regardless of whether you're in Spain, France, or Italy, there's a lot of similarities in the food, the cuisine, the culture, that type of stuff. So once you've got out and explored and had a couple of hours, for us at least anyway, where we are quite fortunate to do that culture quite frequently. It's a great opportunity to get back and make the most out of the ship when a lot of the Americans, perhaps, the core demographic for like Royal and Celebrity especially, are generally out exploring. They'll be off doing some amazing wine tour in the hills somewhere that we're probably going to go. I've done wine tours in the hills in Spain many times type of thing. Um, So, yeah, for us, at least anyway, Europeans doing the med is a great chance if you definitely want to kind of bed into these incredible ships, a great time to do it.
2: Yeah. So we so the final port, we only had one sea day on this cruise and then the final um, port was Palma. And we decided to stay on the ship for that for that day. So we had a sea day, and then we had Palma. So we had two sea days in effect. Um, and the people who were still on the ship, they were all British, yeah, because yeah. they've been to Mallorca, you know, how many times? So that, you're right. There was that that kind of observation in that because we are so close to these places, and we might have done land holidays to these places before. Then you know, um, and the chances are we're gonna these ports are gonna come up again aren't they so if
0: yeah, the flip side of it is is we look at the caribbeans the opposite way around for us so a lot of the americas the caribbeans their bread and butter they're like oh, i've been here i've been here before type of thing i'm gonna pop off for a couple of hours go to my favorite bar come back whereas we're like no no i'm gonna go everywhere you're <laughs> gonna see everything i don't get to see this every day type of thing so just one of those cultural observations isn't it of uh, how we tour those two different regions very differently.
2: So the, so the other port that we went to, we uh, the, the beauty of it was that we um, had been like the month before. So it was La Spezia. And I'd spoken to you before on the previous podcast. It was like my our favorite place. Um, so we, again, La Spezia is, I suppose, a port where people from um, further afield might want to go to Florence yeah. um, or Pisa. Um, Whereas we went to Cinque Terre, um, we did half the villages in May and then we came back and did um, another two in June. So that was a really nice, nice port. That was really our only kind of port where we had something like a plan of action. Is that what that's what we were going to do? We were going to get on the train and we were going to go to Cinque Terre and see the other two villages, Um, whereas all the other ports we kind of had an idea of what we wanted to see and where we wanted to go. And we could do it on our own. We could just get off and have a wander ourselves.
0: And plug in your content, but you've got a really good video guide on your YouTube as well about how you did that, the best way to do it and to get around as well.
2: Yeah, I'm really glad because I had to suss that out myself. And I thought, there's not really much out there. So if I do one, then actually that might be useful for other people as well
0: yeah because we didn't do it when well, we did it with virgin we went to and i always get this wrong marina carrera i think it is which is slightly further down um we couldn't fathom the how to get there we we looked it up bear in mind once again we're hung over so we were hung over again trying to work out how to get there and i think by about 11 o'clock we just went I'm <laughs> stay on the ship instead um but it, it's one of the things i do kick myself when i watch your video just looking at it and go and probably that's the one port of all the ports we did we should have got off the ship and made the effort but As we say, we're very blessed. We live a few hours' flights away from these ports, so I'm sure we'll be back soon brilliant no well thank you laura it's amazing and you know i think celebrity is an incredible cruise line and i think you've touched on some of the really amazing reasons why celebrity is fantastic especially those edge series of ships i think there's something special about them um we definitely hope that you'll come back as well and tell us a little bit more about your time on board ascent and hopefully azamara as well it'd be great to hear from you about those trips as well in the future um but if you guys are ever interested in booking a celebrity cruise then i would definitely love to help you do that you can find me anywhere online under magical-traveler.com or you can find all my social media under magical T R B L R. Sarah, I know you've got a lot of content on your website about all of the cruise lines and celebrity as well. Where's the best place that guys can find that?
1: So you can find it on Cruising for All or Cruising with Kids. Same website, different names, but yeah, uh, it's all there.
0: Brilliant. and then Laura, we're definitely going to link your YouTube guides as well into the description below. So if the guys are listening and they want to hunt that down, the best place is get them in the description. But where can the people find your content online, as well if they need to?
2: So the best place would be CruiseLifestyle.co.uk. From there, you can access uh, the YouTube videos as well as well as the blog posts. So that's probably the easiest place to find me. CruiseLifestyle.co.uk.
0: Awesome. Other that, guys, we hope you've enjoyed this episode, and we'll see you on the next one. Bye. Bye.